Ho, ho, hello, and welcome to a podcast for Christmas. I'm Katie, and under the mistletoe with me today, I have Liv. Say hi, Liv. Hi, <laughs> Liv is one of my very good friends, and this week we watched Angel Falls Christmas, which is a great American family production, which is not quite Hallmark. We'll probably get into some of the little differences later. Um, so Liv, overall, what did you think of Angel Falls Christmas? It certainly was a film that we watched It's a together. movie, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is a movie. I I did not care for the ending. Um, mm-hmm. But that's because I am, I'm, to be fair, I will say this, I'm not, I like Hallmark movies. I love the kind of, I love to just stick one on, you know, get a little popcorn, a little hot chocolate, just have a little chill, watch a Hallmark movie. But yeah. I like my romances a lot more unpredictable and dramatic than yeah. Hallmark can provide. <laughs> and I was really rooting for the wrong love interest the mm, whole way through this movie. Yeah. It's fun that there's two. A lot of the time, mm. they don't let them have two. So let's do a quick overview. So, Angel Falls Christmas. Our star is Ali, who's Jessica Loudness. Yeah. Uh, and she's a surgeon who's received a promotion, but she's upset because she wants to still work at the ER and have her, her hands on all of the patients instead of being at a desk job. She has a very nice boyfriend whose name is Josh. Um, and they go on lots of little Christmas dates and things, and one Christmas date, he's like, yay, you took the promotion, you'll have more time for me. And he, she's like, no, Josh, I'm going to not have any time for you because I hate Christmas. <laughs> what do you think of the Josh-Ali relationship at the beginning? I Okay, I thought it was an interesting twist. Um, mm-hmm. I'll get onto this when we, we touch on our missile troops later on. Yes. But it's a really fun, interesting twist that, because most Hallmark movies, obviously the woman is a workaholic, but it usually is that she's also being neglected by her similarly workaholic boyfriend. Whereas mm-hmm. with this, it's that she's a workaholic and he just wants to spend some Christmas time with her, but she doesn't want to because she's a Scrooge for unknown reasons. Okay. Yeah. We find out the reasons. But. Yeah, and he's about to propose to her on this cute little picnic date, and then she is like, mm, "No, sorry, I'm actually not going to spend Christmas with you and your family. I'm going to leave. I want to go back to work, basically." Uh, so he doesn't propose, uh, and I, they do break up right then, right? Yes, they break up. So he, she gets a call, and and she's mm-hmm. like, "No, I'm just going to," because they literally just talked about her working all the time, and she's like, oh, "I'm not going to pick this up." And then they call again, and she's like this could be serious I need to check it out and he's like it's fine I understand that your work is always going to come first but I can't do that I can't do this anymore and I can't remember exactly what he says to her but it's basically like something along the lines of like he's like I thought our priorities would one day align but they haven't but they haven't and then he he Mm -hmm. gives her a kiss on the cheek and he walks out that restaurant and she goes better get back to work and then she tells everyone that they've broken up and it's like (laughs) <laughs> and then during this he says some he says something along the line of like oh i wish that you'd understand or i wish you understood why christmas was important or whatever and his wish is heard by the angel at the top of the tree Ooh. she also makes a wish though because she right? says she says i wish you something about understanding work so yeah important. i wish you'd yeah. understand and i wish you were passionate about your job and he's like i am passionate about my job and she's like no you're not no, you're not. You work in marketing, which isn't a hands-on job, and therefore you can't be passionate about <laughs> I think it. You can't be passionate about marketing because marketing is dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. She's like, I'm a doctor, so that's important. Your job is nothing. <laughs> Ew, <you laughs> which, make... to be fair, they they do just show him like shifting around files, so that's kind of the whole thing. 
it's also like his marketing is like marketing for like athlete's foot and medication mm. and like toothpaste and yeah that's yeah, really seen as like a, a lowdown but again a fun twist this guy works in marketing usually the ladies work in marketing in these Hallmark yeah. films uh, enter two real angels so we have chad michael murray as gabe hint hint the angel gabriel even though they don't ever explicitly say it and i forgot the name of the girl angel maureen maureen that's it so enter maureen and gabe uh, they're there to basically teach ali the meaning of christmas and to get these two lovers back together is their christmas wish um chad michael murray basically goes on a bunch of dates with ali um, to basically show her the true meaning of Christmas. They meet at a Christmas light um, ceremony and she's like, I just don't really get Christmas. And he's like, hmm, but Christmas, it is important, Ali. I will tell you that it is important in his silly little robot voice. Mm-hmm. I will bring this up a lot. Chad Michael Murray's main character choice is that angels must sound like robots, right? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of and the whole time he's smizing even if yeah. he's crying he's smizing and it's brilliant <laughs> it's so good i will also be touching on this later because I, it's i made a lot of points about it but yeah he's he's very serious and like yeah stoic but he's very serious but he's like ali what about a peppermint hot chocolate that is so important at Christmas? Full smize, full serious. With <laughs> extra marshmallows and whipped cream. You need extra whipped cream. It's Christmas, Ali. And, that <laughs> and that's his whole beat. That's his whole one note the whole way through. And it's an amazing oh, character dude. choice. <laughs> he, like, he makes a Christmas wreath at one point and he's smizing so hard the whole way through. And I'm like, oh, wow. just It's truly like, incredible. I don't know how he's seeing through his smiles like fully full serving like it's incredible character choice anyway as you may predict he helps that go through her christmas bucket list um which includes all the traditional things making wreaths etc etc and she's very much like i'm not looking for a relationship and he's like ho ho silly woman i can't do relationships i've never had one i'm turbo virgin chad michael marie <laughs> But um, so it's one of those. But they do basically go on a bunch of dates about Christmas, and he starts to fall in love with her. He's not allowed to do that. He's an angel, and they have weird Cinderella esque rules where they have to leave at midnight on Christmas Eve, which is yeah. I don't. I I was not raised Christian, so I don't know if that's angel yeah. rules that they have to leave Earth at midnight on Christmas. Well, I would just like to say, as someone that was raised as a Christian, in the Christmas holidays for Christians, um, sorry, mm-hmm. that was like a really I sound like I'm doing Kronk's poison. The holidays, the holidays for Christians. Christian, the holidays specifically chosen by Christians to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Those Christian <laughs> holidays, anyway. But in the like Christian holiday calendar, with you you know your feast days or whatever, mm-hmm. Christmas goes up till the sixth of January because that's Epiphany and that's when the wise men visited baby Jesus and gave him some sick gifts, right? And that's after after the sixth of January is when you then take like yeah all your ducks down and like Christmas is done done, which is I I really like mm-hmm. I like carrying Christmas until the sixth of January. Also, Epiphany is such a fun name for holiday. Um, but yeah, so actually, if they were like legit angels, they'd be staying on. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I, this is how I feel. But, and I'm like, yeah. so they get there around December, right? But I, for one, I'm like, 
Well, it starts on Christmas starts November 6th, which is after bonfire night here in the UK. I understand why Americans drag it out until Thanksgiving. Fair enough. That's your nearest holiday. So you have Thanksgiving mid-November and then it's Christmas. For me, November 6th, time to do Christmas. Um, We're recording this podcast November 7th. So (laughs) insight behind the scenes, but ready for Christmas. Anyway, uh, he falls in love with her, she starts falling for him, and then he starts basically beefing with her ex-boyfriend, <laughs> being like, no, you could never give Ali what I give her, my sexy, sexy smiles and Christmas spirit. Um, but eventually he realises that he's meant to bring them together, um, and he has to let her go, and he's not actually in love with her after a couple of days. <laughs> also, he loses his angel powers. <gasps> he does. He starts as he falls in love with her. He becomes less of an angel, and then Maureen, his mean boss. I did did not mm. care for Maureen, but Maureen, his mean boss, is basically like, mm, "Well, you're using your angel powers for selfish things, so your angels are selfless, which means that you're losing your powers." And I'm like, Maureen, you literally have used your angel powers to give yourself real elf ears, so you could be the best elf <laughs> at the grotto. I really don't think you should be pointing some fingers on what constitutes a selfish use of your angel powers. And also, like, oh, I find it <laughs> And she's so good at elf. <laughs> she's not that good at elf. Anyway, she's like, <laughs> she's not that good at being an elf. And, yeah, so then, but, but, but then he's also like, I would lose my powers for Ali. But then he realises if you truly love someone, you should let them go and you should let them yeah. be with the person. That will make them the most happy, mm-hmm. which I have some opinions on. I don't believe yeah. that it would be the person she <laughs> ends up with, but fine. Yeah. Uh, so Ali learns <laughs> the true meaning of Christmas, and we come to learn that the reason she doesn't like Christmas is because both of her parents died in a car crash on Christmas Day. Fair enough, girl. I wouldn't like Christmas mm. either. Um, but she does come to learn yep. the true meaning of Christmas, which seems to be doing festive things. The meaning of, like, you would think that on this channel, especially, the meaning of Christmas would be, like, Jesus and, like, love. And it kind of is love, but it's not really about charity. It doesn't really get that much into helping out your fellow man. She does go and volunteer at a nursing home, but that's only because she thinks it's a party. It's very much like Christmas spirit is doing all the things on the Christmas bucket list, like making wreaths, etc., which is great, but not usually what we shoot for in these kind of movies. And her ex-boyfriend learns to quit his job. And go back to uni. Yeah, that's it. Because I used to be a teacher and in a way I'm teaching people every day. Shut up, Maureen. Um, (laughs) So he he becomes a teacher. So he's, it's a really weird one because he's like going back to uni, but also I have job interviews lined up to be a teacher within the next couple of months. And I was like, that's, can, can you do that? But anyway. I don't know how teaching works in the US. <laughs> oh, and he's like, oh, I just wanted you. You're so right. I, I should follow my dreams and do something I'm passionate about. And I'm like, right. So this girly has like changed her entire outlook on life for you. And you've learned to follow your dreams. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, and then he proposes to her at their winter party with... Angel Gabriel and Maureen just looking through the windows but nobody has noticed them and there is a third surprise angel that was the girl that was hosting the karaoke bar which is one of the Christmas dates they go on Uh, and it's kind of implied that he is going to mentor her um, 
I kind of think they're setting up for a sequel. I'm not aware that there's a sequel, but very funny if there is one. Um, and that wraps up the yeah. movie. It's a very, it's very weird as these movies go. I thought it'd be a fun one to start with because uh, it kind of subverts a lot of what you'd expect from these kind of holiday romances. But anyway, it doesn't subvert a lot of things. Let's get into what I would like to call the missile tropes. So the mistletrope section, I just kind of want to go through all the things you would expect to be in these movies, how much Christmas it managed to pack in, all of the very stereotypical things, all of the funniest things. Um, One of the main things for me is the Christmas bucket list is a great way to lean into them doing every single Christmas thing you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So they make wreaths, they get a tree they what else do they do they go ice skating except when they ice skate they're not actually ice skating they're definitely walking and it looks ridiculous it's so funny they're like squatting and like shuffling (laughs) right i think there was clips of it on tiktok a while ago where they were like i'm watching this christmas movie these people are not ice skating they're walking and lunging and they've just cut out their feet and it looks so silly uh they do what else they do a christmas tree lighting ceremony there's a bunch of they're the big missile tropes. And to be fair, I love a little Christmas bucket list. I love to go through and do all the things. Me and Liv tonight attempted to attend a light switching on ceremony. We did not make it in time because it's dark at 5pm and we both have jobs. <laughs> but we did see twinkly lights and we did get to do a Christmas market. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many missile tropes. Excellent. Tell me all of them. Oh my gosh. I just have a list. Should I just kind of go? Because Yeah. There's so Honestly, many. Yeah. First of all, Chad Michael Murray and Jessica Lauders are in it. They've been mm-hmm. in a lot of movies together before. Yeah, it's so fun. What else? What else have you found? Okay, so one of the love interests works in a hospital, and I this is before it was confirmed that she's mm-hmm. just in it. Not just, but you know, not a specialist doctor. I put in brackets, probably with kids. Because they, they usually are. They usually are, but they didn't this time. But in this one, they did have random scene where she works with children to decorate gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. Even though she does not work with children, she works in the ER rogue choice. Yeah, it's usually at one point the it, and I will say this is usually a main male character trope. Like they, he will be a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you get the good shots of him like cuddling with a child, and you know he'll like be really sad and be like Liz has been with us for a while and it's like oh god oh, it's so sad. <laughs> this one's, I put just dead parents sad face yeah so many of them have dead parents and you really get the dead parent reveal like two seconds in and then you get the sadder dead parent reveal later on that is the they died on Christmas in a car crash and then you get a double whammy that her neighbor's daughter died and it's like actually really sad it's like really sad love interest is absolutely married to her work and is always working so hard um she really has mm-hmm. a boyfriend that seems really nice who knows what will go wrong and in this one it was actually her <laughs> fault which twist mm, unlikely yeah <laughs> I just put a Christmas wish, a Christmas miracle. Very trophy. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> and then I put silly female main character. She just doesn't get it. If only a man would show her the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> the funniest thing to me is like, she just doesn't get Christmas. She hasn't done all the Christmassy things. When it's like canon that Josh, her boyfriend, loves Christmas, tries to get her to do them and decorate. But it takes Chad Michael Murray coming in and being like, hey, 
what if we do the Christmas traditions? And she's like, okay, sold. The thing that split me up in my relationship that I wouldn't do them, I'm going to do them with you. And I'm like, oh my God, Ali, but this is the problem that you were having. You just decided not to do it. It's so dumb. Yep. Sometimes you just need a man that's hotter than your current boyfriend to swoop in and true. be like, hey, babe, I'll teach you the true meaning of Christmas. This is what all girls need. What we all need is we need to have our boring boyfriends <laughs> who work in marketing and then a sexy angel on the side. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he comes in and is like, babe, Christmas. And you're like, okay. Hey, babe, <laughs> have you thought about Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas, which is twinkly lights? Like- and hot chocolate with peppermint and extra marshmallows <laughs> and that's the whole thing it's never like doing good it's always like you know what you need a christmas tree and baking he's <laughs> like i made you cookies <laughs> my main character is super type a and needs someone a man to help her loosen up Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, something of hers got caught in the wind and that's how she meets the main male character yeah <laughs> Very obvious prop slash play acting. For example, the ice skating bit. Um, <laughs> it's, so chemis- good, <laughs> it's so good. Insta chemistry between the female character and the male male character. For example, everyone around them, wherever they're like, oh no, we're just friends, being like, just friends. That's what I said back in my day. And we've been married mm-hmm. for 50 years. Like, just constant, constant, constant. Um, cute old people in love. That's like a hallmark tradition. That's nice. You gotta have the cute old people in love to prove to the young people that they're gonna make it through. Um, a random situation where the female man character and male man character have to dance together. Oh yes, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, I just read this one. Weird fake laughing slash noises during B-roll bits, which this is because right, so during the dancing bit, right? They're dancing. There's the cute old people that are dancing away. Then Chad, Michael, Rory and Jessica Lance are like dancing together. And for some reason, while he is spinning her around, Chad, Michael, Rory goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And it's like, and like, and meanwhile, and Ali, Jessica is just going like, Love it. Oh, sad music every time the dead parents are mentioned. Yeah. It's like my mum and dad do 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 do. And you're like, oh god. (laughs) And then it's like my bitch neighbour wants to help me out with Christmas, but she has a dead daughter. (laughs) Do 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 do. It's like, yeah, so it just it kept happening and I was like, oh wow, they're really gonna do this every time. It's like we mm-hmm. can't rely on the viewers to be sad about these dead parents. We need to give them a musical cue that they should be sad. <laughs> yeah. Um one of my favourite Hallmark tropes, because I love to laugh at it and make fun of it, a clearly eleven year old child acting like a six year old. For yeah. plot reasons. Yeah. Hallmark loves to do this and it's because like I'll say it's in romance literature as well like I don't mm-hmm. there are very few people that write like romancey stuff that can actually write children well because yeah. they're like children are a vehicle for plot and if I can get a five-year-old to be like oh daddy 
are you going to ask the pretty lady out on a date? Like, that's better than, like, you know, them fumbling towards a date themselves. If you have, like, yeah. a six-year-old, be like, oh, I just think that you should give the pretty lady a flower. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's easier than anything else. And in this, it is Josh's niece. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. She's probably called, like, or Emily or something like that. Maybe Tilly. Who knows? Probably. But, she is I cannot stress this enough honestly she could be 12 like this mm-hmm. is like a like a child a tween genuinely like a tween and she is acting like a six-year-old and they've curled her hair and they've got her in this like cute little beanie and like a big puffy coat she sees Ali and instead of just being like oh Josh Ali's over there is it cool if I just go and say hi you know like you would if you were an 11 year old she mm-hmm. screams and it's like Josh Uncle Josh Ali. Uncle yeah. Josh there's Ali we have to go say hi to Ali and he's like no I don't want to see Ali anymore she's with some dreamboat getting a tree she never got a tree with me and then Which, she's like again Ali, why didn't Ali. she so funny it reminded me so much of the bit in Gilmore Girls which we've just recently rewatched, mm-hmm. where they just randomly have Dean's little sister come and like bully Jess and Jess be like I'm gonna throw that child in the river <laughs> just okay. to be like Dean's the good guy and Jess is the bad boy and we need a child to show that it's so dumb yeah again she's like canonically also I think that's something that gets me is because in Gilmore Girls she is canonically 11 or 12 and she is yeah. genuinely acting like a six-year-old and it's yeah yeah I think it's very funny when people use like kids as like a vehicle for Fox they're like well obviously kids can't lie so if a yeah. kid says that you're in love you're in love you must be yeah you it's must so be silly um either female main character or male male character in this case it was both of them being really good with kids that's like a classic mm-hmm. trope because then it's like oh, they could be my wife or my husband um people saying phrases that sound fake deep but don't actually mean anything this is a big one for maureen this entire film one of my favorite things is with um angel gabriel they have him have this like wisdom about ali and like she'll have deep relationship chats with him and then there's one point where he's like you don't seem like the kind of person that gives up easily. And I think I said out loud, based on what? Because on what has she not given up on? She she was like, oh, relation got hard. Time to give up. And like, obviously she's worked very hard to become a doctor, but that's all off screen. Everything else we haven't seen her give up or not give up on yeah. anything. Based on what, Chad Michael Based Murray? On what? <laughs> and to be fair, she didn't break up with Josh. Josh broke up with her, but then she yeah. doesn't fight for him. She's not like, no. babe, I'll turn it around. She's just like, okay, we're broken up. Time mm-hmm. to shack up with Angel Gabriel. Yeah. Um, doing something, in this case, it was putting up some lights in the mm-hmm. most inane like insane <laughs> convoluted way possible like this girl nearly like kills herself hanging up these mm-hmm. lights there's a random reason why the main male character can't stay in town there's a random reason why the female main character has to sing for some reason and she oh yeah matches it of course so funny um <laughs> the clunkiest exposition ever yeah um <laughs> extras doing the weirdest thing in the background in this case it was during the wreath making competition there's like oh, yeah. a little girl that picks up this star with her wreath, like, star one hand, wreath the other, and then it's just smashing this star into the wreath as if it'll make it stick. And I'm like, 
No one gave you good enough direction for what you should be doing during this wreath making competition. The whole competitive wreath making thing as well is hilarious because she's there with Gabe and she runs into Josh and she's like, maybe I'll get back with Josh. And But this is when Gabe is starting to fall for her and he's like, it's not you, Ali loves. And he's like, wrong. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> they have like a face off about a children's wreath competition and they just have like a bit of a smize off. They're like, mm, Ali loves me. No, me. I'll kick your ass at wreath making. The most masculine thing to kick your ass at. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, the female character saves a life. This tends mm-hmm. to also kind of be one that comes up quite a lot. Um, if a parent dies, in this case, two parents dying, they have to die in a way that means that absolutely no one was at fault. In this case, mm. both her parents were killed in a car accident on Christmas Day by someone who had gone into hyperglycemic shock because they were type 1 diabetic. Yeah. Could not have been a drunk driver, because then it would mm-hmm. be someone's oh, fault. No. <laughs> they would never okay. do that. No one drinks in Hallmark movies. Alcohol no. doesn't exist, except for maybe if you're having half a sip of champagne, because you've yeah. just gotten engaged. So there's this real thing. So I was reading about kind of the production and some of the insane things that's happened. These, I don't know specifically about Great American Family, but Hallmark mm. movies, they have like basically a five day turnaround or about stuff. You get a script one day, you're recording the next day. If you're in a room and it's a party, some people can have beer, but not everyone. Other people have to have like hot tea or clearly juice. So it's not like we're all getting drunk at this party. It's like, I'm a dad and I might have one beer. <laughs> And it's like, we can have hot chocolate, but not mulled wine. Mm-hmm. I feel like in America, whenever I see like American movies and stuff, obviously people have mulled wine and stuff, but I feel like it's all about the hot cider and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, hot cider in America is not alcoholic, I think. It's just hot apple juice with spices in, which sounds delicious. Is American cider just cloudy apple juice? I think so, yeah. Maybe it's slightly fermented. Not sure, but it's mm. definitely not alcoholic because the children drink it. Tasty. Yes, and I know that sparkling cider is non-alcoholic. Oh, what would we have mm-hmm. is like apple tizer or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Or schler. Oh, schler slaps. Yum. Delicious. Um, oh, female main character and her love interest um, both say like this weird, the same weird, strange opinion. In this situation, it was Ali and Josh saying that Scrooge is an inspiration. Um, <laughs> right. And that he's misunderstood. Because they uh, have reading comprehension and they understood right? the point. So they were just like, in the end, Scrooge turns it around. And I'm like, so the plot of A Christmas Carol? Yeah, where this big, scary capitalist man that exploits people learns that's bad in the meaning of Christmas. So you've read so you've read mm-hmm. a, the book. You've seen a Muppet's Christmas Carol then, Ali and Josh then. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's really funny because like even at the st- so at the very start of the movie Josh is like making fun of Ali being like Scrooge is your favorite like Christmas character and she's like I right think it's like I just think he's misunderstood she and hates end, Christmas he just he like needs- Scrooge mm-hmm. <laughs> but by the end he's read a Christmas Carol and he understands where she's coming from which is nice we've only got a couple more missile tropes. Um, Excellent. One is Let's that get a new person is only mean because of deep sadness, as we saw with the neighbor lady yeah. and her poor, poor daughter who died. Um, there yeah. was a grand gesture at the end. Love a grand gesture. Yes. I love a grand gesture. If there is a jilted love interest or a love interest that didn't quite make it, for example, unfortunately, Angel Gabriel, um, there is a love interest set up for them at the end, so they're not left alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, his pump his carriage is about to turn into a pumpkin. He has to leave and go back to heaven oh. to polish his halo <laughs> that's going green. 
There's like a weird note yeah. in it where some, one of them's like, oh, my halo is going green. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's very dumb. Um, but I did like it. I I really like all the missile tropes. Yeah. They're all, they, this was missile trope heavy, but also like fun. I, I didn't mm-hmm. quite touch on all the angel tropes that there were. And there was quite a, there's like, yeah. just in there's general, so many. Like angels in yeah. this kind of media. They, they always get up to fun little hijinks. One thing I did really like, which I thought was like a fun little tropey thing, was when she goes through the breakup, she's like in her kitchen about to cut her hair off, and then she ends up cutting the tiniest yeah. end of her hair off, which is like funny. I like the fun, like, oh, she's going through a breakup, she's going to cut her hair off. Very fun, very silly. Um, there's so many fun, like, hallmarky tropes in just them cramming Christmas, as much Christmas as possible, into every scene. There's a really good bit, which aforementioned neighbor comes around and is like, Ali, you haven't decorated for Christmas. Meanwhile, her porch is like fully lined. Inside her house oh. is full of like poinsettias. It's got everything around it. <laughs> she just doesn't have a tree and like baubles. But there's a lot of decor there. There's more decor than I've had in like a bunch of like houses that like, you know, where it's not it's like family homes mm-hmm. when you've moved out and you're like, right, I'm like living on my own and you just have like a few bits up. There's a lot of decor in that house. There's flower arrangements and wreaths and all over the porch and then they're like Ali you screwed you've got no decor (laughs) this is the thing that gets me is that that bit where she it it zooms out and you can see that she has is this beautiful like pine cone and holly leaf like sparkly lights and I'm like that is an insane amount of decoration for inside the home and she's yeah. just done that. And then the only thing that she's not got is a tree. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it was a bit, it was a bit silly. But you know, we can't. But I think if her house had been completely bare, they can't do that because that goes against like, you know, the hallmark. But then it's not cozy to watch. Family yeah. channel. We use hallmark to mean like any holiday movie. We all call them hallmark yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, one thing about this man, which is we're kind of leaving missile tropes, but I would think mm-hmm. that Chad Michael Murray was going to murder me. Like he was doing so much like skulking around and being like, Ali, I know what's best for you. Let me take you to the secluded spot. I was like, this man is going to murder her. If this was on Lifetime, this would have turned dark really quick. There's a lot of moments oh where gosh, I'm like, right? this is very scary. <laughs> I really did love Chad Michael Murray and all his smizing, but like, it's really funny to me that like so I was with Josh for I think it's three years in, in yeah. the movie. They break up. She meets Chad Michael Murray, Angel Gabriel, and immediately mm-hmm. everyone she knows is like, "Oh yeah, get it, girl." Josh is like, "Where did you find him? A cologne commercial?" Which is so silly. Like a male model, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm not being like so. I'm currently in a serious relationship, you know, we live together, it's nice, we've been going out for over two years, if we break, don't ew me, (laughs) no romance on my holiday romance channel, (laughs) if we we were to break up, and then like, I just happened to make a friend that was like, good looking, and I was like, hanging out with them, and all of my friends were like, yeah, get it girl, I'd be like, oh my god, did everyone hate my boyfriend? (laughs) Because they all like Josh, right? Like, they're all kind of a rooting for Ali and Josh. They're like, you guys love each other. But then if you were like, mm, no. what am I going to do? I'm just going to bring a beautiful hunk home. I'd be like, 
okay girl get it <laughs> it's so funny it's like i think the thing is she was broken up with rather than chose to do the breaking up so like yeah, if you yeah. if if you get broken up with and then you I'm trying to think of hunks and my brain is just picking all my weird crushes. I like I'm like who would be who would be a normal hunk to pick in this scenario and I can't think of one because all my crushes If I came home with Pete Davidson, you'd scream. Yeah. I would scream I love Pete Davidson. But that I'm trying to think is like male model if you came home like you went through a breakup that like wasn't your choice and then you showed up my house like oh this is my new boyfriend Dev Patel I'd be like okay girl get it (laughs) I would be like okay well I liked your old boyfriend but like that's Dev Patel (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gawain himself (laughs) well I think we've kind of wrapped up our mistletrope so let's enter kind of what was the thesis behind this podcast which is our section make the yuletide gay in this section i kind of want to talk about how this would be improved if the characters were queer if there's any kind of queer influences in it any kind of gender subversions we can take it as deep as we want we can keep it surface level i for one just think there's something a little camp about these films i think the cramming of all the christmas i think it's all a little camp to be honest um and it's definitely not intended to be especially on great american family um i'll give you a very quick backstory on great american family so it's a competitor to hallmark um and let me pull up a quote because i don't want to misquote so Candace Cameron Burr is, um, she was a Hallmark actress and she's moved now to be chief creative officer at Great American Family. And one of the quotes she said um, when she moved over there was, I think Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Um, So that's the vibe that we're going into Great American Family with. She then followed up and was like, no, I would hate to think that anyone would think I was homophobic. I'm just Christian. Um, I want to celebrate God's greatness through our lives and the stories we tell. So she's basically like, no, I'm not homophobic. But I do want to keep traditional marriage at the centre and the Christian values. So a lot of the great American family Hallmark-esque movies kind of have a bit of a religious slant. Um, This is a weird one for that because obviously there's the angels. They're not super biblical angels, like even not even in the biblically accurate angel sense, but in the, you know way that people generally interpret angels like you wouldn't have an angel come to earth and fall in love with a human in something that was supporting the biblical depictions of the angels but he is pushing her towards biblical marriage with josh and not anything else not just her career so it's a weird one i did make a note on my little notes thing um on Mm. on don't make the yuletide gay and i thought alas like i predict no gays and I was correct. But also, there is there's a little something about Josh finding Gabe so handsome. Like So handsome. He, I love it. He can't stop talking about how handsome he is. And at one point he goes, Oh, that smile. And it's like, okay, okay. Just a little something, something. There's there's chemistry. There is chemistry. And I will say, for like the a channel that whether or not is its aim but is interpreted as allegedly as wanting like a traditional marriage like traditional christian values there's a lot of interesting like gender subversion stuff in this like 
Ali is the one that's a doctor. She works hard. Her boyfriend's the one that's into Christmas. And then like the other man, the competitor is this angel who is very feminine at times. Like Mm -hmm. he wears a little pinny. He's doing baking. He's the one that bakes all the stuff and she supervises because she can't bake. Um, And he's doing all the domestic stuff and teaching her about like fun little domestic-y things. So I think it's a very fun like subversion at times that you just wouldn't expect from this movie. Like she's the workaholic that doesn't understand and isn't prioritizing the relationship, all of that. So I think it's a bit more subversive than it is probably intentionally trying to do. But they knew what they were doing when they put Chap Michael Murray in like a full turtleneck and then a frilly blue pinny. And then he continues to wear that for like two scenes. (laughs) He looks amazing, don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm very pro him in the pinny. But it is very like feminine. So even though it's not like, queer and it's definitely not explicitly queer that's Mm -hmm. camp I think the thing is is like I feel like with Gabe obviously he does fall in love with her at the end but he does actually I would say hit the space he occupies in this movie is that of the gay best friend he's taking her out to do fun things he's supporting her he's being like you know like he didn't deserve you anyway he takes her out to karaoke because she's sad he bakes cookies for her he's like doing a lot of stuff, yeah. he's also inherently charming to the older woman, as many, mm-hmm. many gay men are. And there's this kind of vibe about him where he's kind of, not the sexuality, but the depiction, he's kind of inherently asexual. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole scene, and let me pull it up. He says, oh, I still have a lot of relationships, just not romantic ones. And mm-hmm. she says, I'm sorry about your breakup. And he says, who said anything about a breakup? Because he's talking about his relationship with God. Um, so like he's kind of even though he does start to fall for Ali there's not like a sexual threat there to like other men and they're very much it's they're very much pushing them to be married there's not mm-hmm. any sex before marriage even Definitely. indicated as there wouldn't be mm-hmm. um, but he's very much like these people should get married and woman that's obsessed with their job you want to get married and have kids right mm-hmm. right and she's like gee yeah I do but they don't ever suggest that she like fully gives up on her like career and stuff it's 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 a little women can have it all but it's also like prioritize your family which you know not bad suggestion but when you when you join up all the dots you're like Mm -hmm. I see what you're doing you sneak that's the Christian moral isn't it you've got it in the thing is though (laughs) about I don't know I I feel like this is maybe touching on a next like another um a section that we're going to do but I would say for a Christian movie I would mm-hmm. say that the message is not that Christian because the basic no. message of this movie is the true meaning of Christmas is stuff like a real tree and also eating cookies and drinking hot chocolate and that is what this basic movie yeah, says right? and, oh you hate Christmas it's just because you don't know the true meaning of Christmas what I actually thought was going to happen is that Gabe was going to show Ali like the true meaning of Christmas is loving everyone around you and helping those who are less mm-hmm. fortunate and you know peace on earth and salsa mild <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Peace on earth and pico de gallo. She's going to get back with Josh because she realised that, like, he is her family mm-hmm. and we should show each other 
kindness and grace and love at Christmas and I thought it was going to be like a kind of oh we're understanding each other because we truly love each other and we're focusing on the love at Christmas and it's he's going to realize that like her not having a tree doesn't mean that she doesn't love him and she's going to realize that not wanting her to work all the time is just how he's expressing his love I thought that's how it was going to be and who knew about Christmas is getting a hot chocolate with peppermint and extra marshmallows getting hot chocolate and doing a wreath and obviously all those things are nice like I don't Mm -hmm. have a Christian Christmas I like all of those things I think it's still a fun vibe Christmas love a bit of festivity but for something like this like to me the meaning of Christmas is like looking after your fellow man Mm. looking after people less fortunate than you putting pressure on your government (laughs) the true meaning of Christmas Christmas. but you know what I mean it's about care for everyone etc and then also family and also twinkly lights twinkly lights yeah like it can be all of those things but all they kind of do is at one point they volunteer in the nursing home which takes absolutely Mm -hmm. zero like sacrifice from them they go do they make gingerbread there is that where they do gingerbread they go and do gingerbread houses they only really talk to each other so they're not really helping out the old people and then they have a dance and it's just kind of an excuse for them to do a slow dance Mm -hmm. Um, which you know, not really the meaning of Christmas. Obviously, very nice to help yeah. out in a care home. However, they're not doing anything particularly hands on, yeah. you know. Like, and she's a doctor, so like, you know, I yeah. feel like you could have lent into like the meaning of Christmas for me has been helping my patients, mm-hmm. and I see now that I need to also look after myself. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Great, there's a message. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know. It's a weird one. Call me when the American. What is it called? The American what channel? Uh, the Great American Family. The Great American <laughs> Family does a movie with a main female character who's a doctor, and then she just does Doctors Without Borders or whatever, and goes to a war mm-hmm. country and is like, "Ah, Jesus was a refugee, just like these people. Give me something like that." I just they're not they're not gonna give you that. <laughs> they're not gonna give you that. But I so I'm not religious anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I I do still go to church at Christmas because it's nice. Like I like the I like carols. I like the the community aspect. It's mm-hmm. really cute to see little kids put on a nativity as well. Like oh, yeah, you're not seeing the four vibes. year olds Excellent. all kind of be like fighting over who gets to be gold because by the way, mm-hmm. no one wants to be frankincense. Frankincense sucks. But no. they're all fighting <laughs> over who wants to be Gabriel, Mary's gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I really love. I would really love to rewrite the nativity where Gabriel is Mary's GBF, like terribly tropey. Obviously, it's like, hey girl, you're pregnant. (laughs) Hey bitch, you got knocked up. (laughs) And guess what? It's God's hunting. (laughs) Literally, I should say now. Me and Liv are both queer. That's why we're making these jokes. (laughs) Love to the community. (laughs) Anyway. Can you imagine? I oh would love God. to see He's it. Like a <laughs> Speaking of sleighs, onto our next kind of related question. Do you think this movie is a sleigh? Both the campness, also, you know, all of the fun stuff, kind of thinking about the fashion, the vibes. I will say, to mm-hmm. me, the fashion is a sleigh, apart from the red lipstick at the end, which washes her out oh. completely. And that lady looks like she could rock a red lip. They gave her a horrible orange-toned oh. lip, and it does not work. It was almost pink. Yeah. It, was, ugh, it was this really, really bright red, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a bit much. It is a sleigh, but it's not as much a sleigh as other Hallmark movies mm-hmm. have been. With the exception of Chad Michael Murray, who's like the house duck. He is, he is bringing it. 
he walks into the sea. I mean, he's maybe so he, he sashays, he, he glides into the sea. He lunge glides into the scene, <laughs> right? And he's wearing, he's just, he has the most incredible range of coats and turtlenecks I've mm-hmm. ever seen. I don't think he wears the same outfit twice. It's no, so good. It's a different turtleneck, a different coat every time, and I love it. Adding more fuel to the gay best friend fire here. Yeah. But, I just think I like all of Ali's outfits. Mm-hmm. I think you, there's nothing super Nothing stands about them. out to me about Ali. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to think, and I'm like, oh, she wears, like, a red V-neck jumper at some point, and that's not particularly stand out. She mm-hmm. wears a couple of really gorgeous, taut, knitted scarves, and they're mm. really nice, but then, yeah, it's just other things where I'm like, eh. She could like she could look cute. I like that our know? main three, so Ali, Josh, Gabe, all wear coats and they're all red or green. Mm. There's a great scene where they're like facing off at the wreath and she has a green coat and they both have different shades of red coat on. And it always reminds me of you probably have seen the edits of all of the Hallmark movies and it's all girl in red dress, boy in green jumper, sometimes colour swapped. And I was like, Yes, yeah. welcome to Christmas welcome Town. To Christmas. <laughs> I really like the sparkly headband at the end. She wears a beautiful mm-hmm. sparkly headband. I was kind of upset that we never saw any of the angels in their regalia. Like, give me yes. an angel in like a silly, like white robe with like an actual halo. Right. They referenced the halos three times, and I was like, Show Halo me. reveal, little robe reveal. There's a really fun part where he talks about how he plays the yes. harp and he has an angelic voice. Very silly. Love it. They're so on the nose and silly with it. It makes the film for me. But he never said, Be not afraid. Yeah. Like, come on. It's like the main thing. That he- imagine, imagine him serving, he's serving eyebrows, he's serving. Smiles. He's serving pout, and he's like, "Be not afraid, Ali. You've never been afraid of anything." I really would have loved if, like, they'd gone into like, you know, gone like rustling, whatever, and she'd been like, "I just don't know if I can do this." And he'd be like, "Be not afraid, Ali." Have you considered being not afraid? Although I, I feel like this is the thing. I feel like Great American Family have towed the line, and I feel like him actually quoting from the Bible might have yeah. made it a tad blasphemous. There probably would be people that would find this movie blasphemous anyway. And oh, definitely. Because of the falling in love with the human thing. And also, like, mm-hmm. I think also, yeah, I think there would be people that would have a problem with Angel Gabriel wearing a penny. Cowards mm-hmm. and wrong people, but... Yeah. There would the be penny, best choice. Yeah, the penny so outfit, cute. definite sleigh. Definite sleigh. The Christmas stuff is really fun. There's also a pink mm-hmm. Christmas tree at one point, which is so fun. And yeah, and Gabe hates it, which is very fun and silly. It's giving romance book, like modern sunshine grumpy mm-hmm. romance. But like, mm-hmm. I like when they do that usually. But in this, it kind of doesn't make sense because he's been very pro any kind of Christmas. Um, but then he's like, but not like that, not pink powder tree, that's no. bad. And I'm like, you've not been grumpy before, sir. Like only traditional Christmas only. Yeah. I think overall, my romance life, it's not like... Excellent. It's not like up there. Like I wasn't like blown away or anything. Whoever was doing costuming specifically for Tom McFarlane just had a really good time with it, and I think that's fun. I just, you know, how in a lot of rom coms, like there is a moment where the main female character is wearing like the the knockout dress. You know, I wish that these films had more of that. And like honestly, I think part of these movies is all of the women dress modestly um, yeah. and I, 
pick up stuff. Obviously, I mean, that's a given. I would say you I can do a modest sleigh. I'm doing exactly. a modest sleigh right now. You are. I've got a, like a little cape on, so that's fine. I'm doing a cute little dress, but with a jumper underneath. Yeah. Tis the season. I think I think there's definitely a way to do like even like if you're doing a high neck, long sleeves kind of thing. There is definitely mm-hmm. there are some there are gorgeous modest dress out there, and I just wish that they kind of let them be a little bit freer with the fashion. Like I think part of yeah. it is definitely they are trying to like just make them look like approachable and wholesome like everyone deserves to have a like a red velvet dress moment you know yeah because she's in one at the end but i i can't remember quite what it looked like because i was distracted by how much i didn't like her lipstick shade on her i don't think it was anything big i think i think it was pretty and it had like some Mm. nice like black like patterns on it but it wasn't i don't i think if, if we'd been blown away we would have made it over the, the awful lipstick choice. One of the things that I never really notice about people, I'm never like, mm, that lipstick tone is off, but it really, it for off. having a professional like makeup team, etc., I assume, I was like, why that? I swear yeah. she's worn red earlier and you had a nice one, and this a one nice is just one. not her colour. It's like if I wore an orange-toned red, wouldn't work for me. I'm very yeah. pale and I have dark hair. Mm-hmm. We don't do orange-toned reds. Well, if we're kind of concluded it as mm-hmm. a mid-level sleigh, I would yeah, I would agree it is a mid-level sleigh. Um, I want to just roll out the naughty and nice list and oh, ask oh. you for kind of the equivalent. So me and Liv do another podcast together, which we'll probably plug again later, called Midnight Fun, where we end in our pits and pits. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I want to do here. So what was your favourite thing about this movie and what was your least favourite thing about this movie? Okay, my favourite thing about this movie Chad Michael Murray Smith. Me too. It's the only option. Love it. I love, love it. it. And I also like I love a supernatural romance. I love that this is technically a supernatural romance. <laughs> I will be dropping this into the feed of Midnight Fun like, listen guys, what can I tell you? This is a supernatural, a supernatural romance. romance. I have quite a few least favourite things. Go right for it. Maureen's toxic positivity really irritated yeah. me. Because, so mm-hmm. Maureen's the other angel. She is literally just there to arrive, say something fake deep, or like a girl that's trying to recruit you into an MLM would say to you, and then like fade into the background. She did have big MLM vibes. So much of it was like, just change your mindset. And it's like, okay, Maureen. Are angels the original MLM? God's at the top of the pyramid. Obviously, they're the recruiting. I'm just saying, it makes sense. <laughs> He had his he had his downline. That was the twelve disciples, and then they went and recruited four people. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our sacrilegious podcast. <laughs> I would love to see someone that's very well educated on religion be like, right, let me write out the Bible as if it was a multi level marketing scheme. <laughs> oh my goodness! Didn't like that. Like Ali's changing about herself was essentially like her like confronting her childhood trauma, and like having to, yeah. like, quote-unquote, get over the fact that her parent died on a really significant day in a really horrible way and mm-hmm. then get over that and then so Josh would love her again. And then Josh's entire thing was just that he got to follow his dreams. And I was just like, so, like, yeah. she's changing everything. And then also linked to this. So in my family, we have a lot of medical professionals. We have doctors, nurses etc someone has to work on christmas and like yes it it's bad and we don't get to see them until the evening but we make them up a plate and like we still have a good time and i think it's the fact that they're acting as though ali working on christmas is selfish 
like yeah it's very silly because there's one point where she's like oh he has to work he has to pick up my shift on christmas eve because i took a promotion but he has kids and i'm like yeah fair enough if you don't care that much about christmas and someone has young children yeah. nice to but pick like, up a even, shift for even them if you do care about christmas but you're just like you know dedicated to your work or whatever like i uh we i can't you know while we weren't doing this yeah. we were kind of chatting as well and it's like it's Obviously, it's not stated by anyone, but it's basically like, he's like, oh, what do you mean you can't make Christmas with my family there? And he's like really cut up about it. And then after that is when he breaks up with her. And I'm like, I'm not being funny, but like, you know what you're getting into if you are going out with a medical professional. They have been dating for three years. This Mm -hmm. will not be new. As sad as everything is, if I had a partner that had significant family trauma around a holiday of mm. any kind I don't think I would choose the holiday for the proposal unless they were like I'm actively trying to turn this around and like mm-hmm. take this bad thing and make it a nice thing and blah, blah, blah. but like that's not he's just like I like Christmas Christmas Literally. is the best can would you like a ring like, sorry oh, about sorry. your dead parents like, like okay it is mad, mad. I don't want to come too, down too hard on John yeah Josh seems nice overall like I was surprised when they broke up I don't know it's just I don't think obviously they have to get back together in the end because they've decided that she can't be with Angel Gabriel she needs to be in her biblical marriage if you are having a really fundamental disagreement on how much your partner who is a doctor in A&E should be working then you know either like you do need maybe you need outside help to work it out like counseling or whatever or like you need to recognize that actually you can't be in a relationship with someone who has really extreme like demands from them from work because also like you mm-hmm. know what what's he gonna be like if they have a kid like the baby will not have a strict schedule the baby will be like babies wake up when they want to wake up babies do what they want yeah. and you just have to be there for them and then it's like if you're getting angry because like sorry he's not angry. he's like frust- he's frustrated there's a i was reading another thing um I can't remember, I think it was Nikki DeLoach, who's mm-hmm. a Hallmark actress, and it's similar, where they say, in these movies, you have to master this whole new kind of acting. Mm-hmm. So, like, in a situation where you would normally be angry, you have to really lower mm-hmm. it down to, like, frustrated. There's not, like, a big range of dramatic yeah. emotions. It's, like, everything is lighter, and it's like, oh, gee, I'm a little miffed that my parents died in that car crash. Like Literally what it is. And it's, like, you can be disappointed, mm-hmm. and you can be sad, but you mm-hmm. can't be, like, devastated or anything like that yeah it's it's in the same yeah, way because that's not cozy that's not cozy but it's in the same way where it's like can you act so if you actually think of the uh the time scale of this right picture mm-hmm. picture the scene your boyfriend has just told you that he was going to propose to you but instead he is breaking up with you four days later you're back together and he proposes to you in front of his entire family ah. i did mm. believe that like they would work things out but also it just yeah. there's certain things in romance movies where they do to like make them have conflict and sometimes like in this situation it's something where i'm like that's just like a fundamental not gelling of who you both are as people you know like yeah but it's fine because he's quit his job now yeah so she has to support him he can be a stay-at-home boyfriend i hear that's what all the teens are doing <laughs> to be fair he's going back to uni and then teaching question mark So, Liv, just as a final thing to wrap up, my Christmas present to you is I'll let you plug something of your choice. It can be a personal project that you're working on, something 
else that you like to do on the side of this or if you don't have something you can just plug your favorite media something to enjoy yes katie thank you for this beautiful present i'm unwrapping it as we speak now we did mention this before but i'm gonna plug it again me and katie have a podcast it is called midnight fun we have a couple of christmasy episodes if you guys would like to get it krampus is probably one of the faves we get weird <laughs> i don't like the krampus movie but i liked our podcast episode on it and we also have episodes on everything so our first season we were actually reading midnight sun the twilight book from Edward's perspective and that one honestly is a wild ride <laughs> and then <laughs> if you like romances especially romances mm. that people kind of judge mostly because they're made for women it's kind of similar vibes over at midnight yeah. fun but with like a fun spooky, spooky twist. twist and we had a lot of fun with it um you know uh, and, and we just we have a lot of fun and uh we get spooky over there and also, if you're if you're if you're looking for some more queer content, which I would midnight fun is, you know, inherently queer, but if you're looking for some up there up there queer content, I'm actually a drag king and my name is Dorian Gay and I am a performer um in my local area and stuff, but I do have an Instagram, so even if you're not local, you can follow it. It is at king.doriangay on both Instagram and TikTok. And I basically post little pictures of myself and little videos of me prancing about. And it's it's a fun time. And they're absolutely Thank great here. We love Dorian Gay. We love Liv. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I hope you've all enjoyed listening. If you want to find us online, we're Pod for Christmas on Twitter or X, whatever we meant to call it whatever it will be by the time this podcast comes up we don't know same on instagram tiktok anywhere you like we're also on email if you're not on socials which you're a lot braver than me if so we're pod for christmas at gmail.com get in touch let us know what you thought about the episode give us suggestions for future movies thanks so much for listening and happy holidays bye, bye.